great future. We're talking real money. Are you fed up? Are you fed up to hear with the Fed fiddling around with your funds? Are you sure that interest rates are going to go some way, that way, or maybe it's that way? Are you absolutely positive that the Fed is going to do X, Y, or Z? Don't know what Z. Well, I guess Z would be just not do anything. No, X is raise rates, Y is keep them the same, and Z is lower them. Everybody seems to have an opinion about the Fed and interest rates. And, you know, love them or hate them, the Fed does impact very short-term interest rates. Let's make that perfectly clear from the get-go. The Fed does not set the rate of mortgages. The, The Fed does not set the interest rate on corporate bonds or government securities. They don't do that. They set the rate at which a bank can borrow money from the Federal Reserve Bank for overnight purposes, just to make sure they have the capital. That's what the Fed does. Two things that people are sure they know about the future are, A, the rate of taxation. It's going to go up. It's very debatable. It's going to go. go It has has to to. go up. And B, the interest rates that we're all going to pay on everything. Wait a minute. Do they have to go down? Down. They They have to go. Are you sure they they have have to go down? I just absolutely positively 110%. Then absolutely positively, I'll be wrong. It's fascinating. Every person you talk in family, clients, the rates are going down. They're going, you know, and, you know, it wasn't that long ago that you and I used to have this discussion, remember, because there wasn't a period of time where people said rates have to go up and they have to go up now, right? I think that period, no, it was longer than that. I think that period lasted from almost 2009 until until last year. Every right, year, the pundits were saying, "Well, interest yeah. rates—you know—they're—they're—they're they're, they're historically low. They—they they have to go up. You know that. They—they they eventually did, they, but you know that but, stopped clock was waited. right more often. Yeah. So people. So yeah, you're right. For nearly a decade after the 0809 crisis, investors truly believed that rates were going to go up, had to go up. Recently, you've seen you had really had one day hiccup with stocks where people learn that the Federal Reserve may not lower rates because inflation is not going down as fast as they had hoped, right? The core inflation running at what? Like yeah, I think it's 3.1. Which seems low to me. Which does seem, yeah, which still seems historically, it seems not high. Um, but but, but, but yeah. wait, before you move on, you just you just activated one of my pet peeve, activated, pet peeve, activated, the language investors have been saying that rates will do this. No, we must change our vocabulary. If you're an Thank investor, you. traders, if traders. you're an investor, you don't care what interest rates do. Thank you, uh, because everybody wants to know what's going to happen to the price of stock bonds. You read all these pun. Okay, pundits. Interest rate cuts are predicated on the assumption that a slowdown is coming, says Torsten Slock, chief economist of Apollo. Global management. Given that that doesn't seem to be the case right now, we're back to square one. Which I don't know what Are we that start means. the game over. We have to, to okay. We just the distance. economy. We reset. We're we're starting over. We're, I was gonna, we're going I was back to. Football, we're going to go back to Mesopotamia. In, the we're going to try the whole economic thing uh, again. The Wall Street Journal says many analysts worry that without rate cuts, stocks rise to records could be at risk. 
that you're, you're, you, you won't see the continuing growth in stock prices because it's all built on the fact that rates have and wait, to can I add an, a, pen, an, a little uh, addendum to that that really is implied in that? Please. And they'll never go back up again. Yeah, Ever. Not no, until, they'll never well, go see. back up until again. Inflation this runs is the end of the market 4%. forever. Let's We're mourn the market. Anybody. Okay. But should you be playing this game? Many, many, many people do. Many, many, many people call me on a regular basis and say, I'm waiting for X to happen. X. They, they, it happens all the time. Or I'm making 5% right now in my money market fund. Why would I want to be in stocks and bonds? Because I'm making and 5%. Wait, again, the addendum to that is, but I'll know when it's time to move out of that money market and into stocks. By the way, they do not ring a bell last time no, I these, checked. Normally these days, it's actually a, a, it's an iPhone alarm that goes off. on It's, it's, it's oh, way down at the bottom. It's the Apple stock market be- turning alarm. Apple be way ahead of me on that, of course. So, I mean, this comes up regularly, as I said, and the strategy is let the traders trade and not you. You're not a trader. You're not betting on the futures markets. That's what traders do. And by the way, the record of how well they do against just a buy and hold investment is poor, as we have stated on the previous 1,350 podcasts or whatever it's been now. Well, when we include um, sound we investing, it's like 13,050 or something. 13,000, you throw that in and you really, but the thing is the track record of all of that is lousy. The track record of you knowing what the future is going to look like is poor. So, so stop that. And thank you, Don, for saying not investors. I know. No, because you're right. I throw everybody under the bus. It's traders. It's really, and you're not a trader if you're listening either a I or D E you're not because you've built the right portfolio for good and bad. You built the right portfolio for your need for return and you've built the right portfolio for your ability to take those ups and downs, not a short term bet. And that's really what we're talking about here. When you're talking about sort of betting on interest rates and betting on stocks and bonds due to what interest rates are going to do or not going to do, right? That's a short-term Is this your assumptive close by saying you are already doing all these things? You are a great investor. Exactly. You, you are planning for your future. You are not trading stocks. You are not, you know, and when I was talking about 13,000 podcasts, for some reason, the strange image of Paul doing a podcast in Abyssinia or Babylonia come, comes to mind. It's Which like, is coming I'm thinking, soon. Paul's been doing podcasts since the beginning of civilization. Yeah. He's right there. He saw the beginning of stocks and bonds and all the rest of it. So, I mean, back to that. You know your plan. Yes. Okay. Or lack I'll, thereof. I'll that. You should know your plan. You should know your plan. Uh, this will come up at, as a theme at retirement, which is just a few days away. Again, the, anything that is sort of in that you mentioned money market, high yield savings, CDs, that is short term money. That's not money we're speculating on making 5% today because it's going to do that for a period of time no one knows, then everything else, frankly, is invested for the long haul stocks, bonds, places like that, I guess, real estate, if we have to. I mean, places like that that have had returns far better than those money market type or cash sort of instruments. So quit messing around with this. Quit speculating. I'd love to have this conversation again in six months just to see what really did happen with it. Because everybody's counting on, is it going to be May or June now for the cut? And how many cuts are we going to get this year? And what will that mean to the economy? What will that mean to my stocks? What will that mean to my bonds? 
And frankly, you shouldn't care about any of that. That's an idea, actually. We should we should do like at the the end of the year in December, we should do the what is everybody predicting podcast. And then every year we can come back and check those predictions and see how well everyone did. I think it's fascinating. And again, this is somebody else's game and that's a loser's game that they've been playing for a long time and they continue so to lose. What you're saying is quit thinking about all this stuff. You can't do anything quit about it. Attention. I heard you on a podcast recently. You said you don't even look at your balances at but every six months. That's good advice. I mean, we really recently had a decline that you told me about. I didn't even know it happened. I was just going about my work, and then you ruined my week by telling me how much the stock market went wait, down. Wait, you lost a lot of money. I don't. As long yeah. as I don't look, I don't know. If I only look every six months, the- or I do not look at what the stock market does. I don't. I know I'm a money talk show guy, but it would cloud my judgment if I did that. Yeah, I, and I just this came up in a client meeting recently where I admitted that if I check my balance often, it will lead to poor decision-making. It really will, because it'll get in your head. You'll be like, oh, what, I, I, why am I doing that? I should be Watching doing this Watching CNBC it, it will. leads to poor decision-making. Fox Business, any of those. If you watch those during the trading days, if you're watching them for tips on business or markets, you are doing yourself a gigantic disservice. Turn off. TV and unless uh, or watch well, no, a movie. Fox Business did have a piece on the jeans that Taylor Swift wore to the Super Bowl. That was a good piece. Six hundred fifty dollars. I love how they have little diamonds in them or something diamonds on, for right above the knee. Okay, well, it's, they're very, but they're sold of course out. They're sold out. They sold out immediately. I it's a Taylor Swift. So, I wasn't going to wear them to work anyway. I like wearing pants that have all the, the everything covered. I'm at the stage of my life, the more cover, yeah, the better, yeah. frankly. You know, my it's wife, good, who's so. close to my age, recently, she bought some jeans that are torn. I know. I Did went, you get a discount for that or okay, something? I, I remember that. when I was a teenager, I used to wear them until they literally fell off me, but I never purchased a pair of jeans because it was already torn. I think it's insane. No one asked me and they go ahead and do it without our little asides on society and the insanity (laughs) of humanity. Ooh, I've got an insanity of humanity. That is a book title waiting to be written. The insanity of humanity in curious times. I'm waiting for you to go to the next segment of the program. Oh, I, I've well, got the I saw you had right something here. in your hand, but I was waiting for you oh, to announce okay. it to our audience. <laughs> Stretching this out. Well, I could invite Taylor back in here. We do you can want do me to put again. that segment back <laughs> in? Do you want me to edit that back in? No, please don't. All right. I'm no, not putting Taylor. That. We had his we son had barged into the studio, so he told me to cut it out. I, I thought it was perfectly funny. He knows I... He, he he knows I never do anything around here, so it's not like it's like every other day. Oh, what the heck? Let's put it in right here. Just a bit. Here we are. What? So Mitch yeah, he said he did the lights. Were we in the yeah, middle I'm, of a I'm, podcast? I'm recording right now. <laughs> Taylor just marched in. Dude, you Does don't Does he do know that. we're in what the middle you? of a podcast? Is this person no related to you, doing? obviously? <laughs> marching into the room. Come marching in here yeah. in the middle of the recording. Uh, okay, your intro is awesome. Can we get no, rid of I'm that? No, I'm keeping all this. And just go on.
The embarrassment <laughs> potential is uh, uh, it's off the charts. <laughs> it's only yeah. only a relation yeah. would march in, and it says outside the it booth does? on air, and it you clearly see that I'm standing here talking. They think I just come oh, in yeah. here and talk on this yeah. microphone yeah. randomly then they during don't the day. Really know what you're doing? Sort of mumble. Okay. Yeah, that is embarrassing. Uh, yeah. All right, this guy. <laughs> It was Brian from Evans, Georgia writes us, Don and Tom, as I get closer to retirement and the decumulation phase, which by the way, came up with a client today who's been a great client for 10 years, who's now very worried about the fact that uh, that he and his wife have several million dollars in pre-tax money and he's got to pay tax on it. You made money on the money. I know. I said, you put that aside. You didn't pay tax. Then it's grown. You haven't paid. Tax. I should get out of it altogether. Darn it. It just somehow doesn't well, seem he, fair. That was a consideration. Just moving it all to Roth. And remember, you got to have the cash to pay the tax. Anyway, this comes from Brian. Uh, I intend to hire a 100% fee only fiduciary. Good Yay, luck, Brian. Brian. Well done. When screening the right advisor fit for me, what are your thoughts on the appropriate advisor-client ratio within a firm such that one can expect an advisor not to be overburdened with all the things, asset management, tax optimization, decumulation, Medicare, all the stuff? What is the top range for that ratio, in your opinion, to ensure valuable, timely service to retiree clients for a typical RIA uh, AUM practice? The correct answer is absolutely it depends. There isn't an exact, uh, if you have a situation where you have an RIA who's a, a siloed solo person, they really don't have any para planners or, you know, they don't have other support people who are registered also, uh, the number gets lower. The number could be quite large if there's a big support staff behind the person. But uh, Tom and I have talked about this because, of course, we started an advisory firm over a decade ago, and, and uh, some firms have as many as 200, 250 clients per advisor. And to me, that's kind of like inviting the same problems we see with our medical system, where we have doctors with five and 10,000 patients. Are we going to go into this now? No, but if you want me to, I could do that. This is an interesting, well, before I complete, okay, the the answer is probably around a hundred. Yeah. I was going to say a hundred to 120, 30. I talked to a few folks here. We kind of cap it there. I, I, you're right because we do. We have others that do some tax planning. We have others that do support staff, paraplanners. So there is backup. There is help for all these things. But really, once you get past 100 to 120 or 30, I don't think you're going to get the reality is That's my a good team. advisor should contact their client on a relatively regular basis. And if you have more than 150 Indeed. clients yep. to have a Hard meaningful meaning, a meaningful meeting, a meaningful meeting with them. This gets back to the yeah. medical thing you're talking yeah, about. To a have ago. a meaningful meeting, to have enough time for that, along with all the other things really does limit you to about a hundred, 125 people. Yeah. I have that yeah, kind of talked time. about that. Before. But anyway, so, my medical story, indeed. this is fascinating. Those of yes. you in those few parts of the country that actually have great medical care, congratulations on living there. Please send me the name of your area and uh, what's nice about it because Under I'm thinking about moving. For I have some neurological right. problems going on right now. Did you know I had? Well, you got a lot of nerve bringing uh, that up on the show, yeah, though, I that? think. Look at that tremor. Anyway, so my doctors. I need a, I need a laugh there. but You're not okay. getting one. Yeah, a lot of nerve bringing one. up the neurological. When was the last time you actually okay. got a laugh for one of your jokes? 
Now think about that. For a I, I, I gotta really search the bank. I think it was when your daughter was out. like four, and she went, "All daddy's jokes are funny." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it was three. Anyway, uh, uh, my doctor gave me a uh, referral to a local neurologist just down the street. Supposed to be pretty good. Um, so I called to make an appointment. Oh yes, sir. Yeah, and you know when you before you hit the buttons, one of the things they say is. Your call is Your call very important is to us. So please do, do, do So finally I get through to somebody and I said, I need an appointment because I've got these tremors and we're, you know, my doctor's concerned it might be something serious. So we need to get this diagnosed before it gets worse. Of course, sir. Of course, sir. Let me check here. She gets her calendar up on the screen and she goes, um, well, it looks like our first available appointment uh, is in January. I said, wait, we just had January. It ch- we already passed. had January. She goes, past that now. No, January 2025. I went, I have to. I, As in, I, I said, I have to live now. most of the rest of the year with this tremor before I can see a doctor. A- a- excuse me? Yes, sir. No, I'm sorry or anything. Or let me see if I can put you on a wait list. No. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I said, no, sorry. No, sorry. Said, no, no, sorry. sorry. No, sorry. No, Just sorry. Like, see you next January. That is outrageous. I mean, do you live in the United Kingdom or something now? Or do you move ooh, to there are a lot of socialized medical system? Maybe that's it. I mean, I think that's the problem. You got too many, and I hate to say it, but old people living in Florida that probably. I think my wife, my, and I don't know where she gets her facts. So I am going to disclaim this. I, it is, I do not know if this is a fact. I do not. I Like everything I have, else she says, I you got to disclaim it. it. But she told me that Florida yeah. has the 51st worst health care in the United States. <laughs> Was she one of those people who think America has 52 and states She goes, now or well, something? it's below the District of Columbia. It's, I see. Yeah. Oh, we're throwing them in. Or I, was, I thought you were th- lumping in Puerto Rico or Guam or something. I don't know. Or <laughs> okay. All kidding aside, that's that's a very sad and sorry tale. So I'm hoping that will get uh, resolved. I'm calling other neurologists. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. You know, yeah. Speed dial, uh, try I, number I, two. I literally, yeah, that's, literally, that's literally, I'm thinking about, because I have a wow. stepbrother who's a very, very talented um, radiologist in New York. I'm seriously thinking about getting a referral from him and just getting on a plane. But wait, you're coming out here. Why don't you do it I when you're out here? I don't have time to do it while I'm out there. That, that okay. weekend. We could do it at retirement oh, yeah, or something <laughs> to get in the back of your head and look around. Help me with needles at retirement. Yeah, operating. Fun to watch. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, keep us posted on that. That's that's a that's a sad tale that uh, I hope is not indicative of the entire. Honestly, I'm system. starting to think it might be. Yeah, that's bad. No, because I, I could log on right now and go see you my could? primary guy Seriously. in about 10 minutes. I, I tried to set up an appointment yep, with my literally. primary guy just for a physical in January. They said that'll be May. Wow. I mean, no, I would not have that issue. And I just saw my primary guys I do every year and he gave me another year, although he would not put it in writing. I said, we sign something that says I have Will another year. Put said, returns no, in writing? He wouldn't do that. So <laughs> well, I'll put them in writing. <laughs> invisible. All right. You have another sure. question. All right. Go. <laughs> I do. do it. This is getting silly. Uh, this comes from Mike in Madera, mm-hmm. California. Uh, the subject is Phoenix Capital Group. I would like to get your take on this company. Are they reputable? Are their fees fair? Phoenix uh, rising know, from honestly, the ashes I capital group. Or maybe your investment is For some is reason, ashes. this seems know. so familiar from like the days when we used to do Financial Fest and there were all those oil and gas deals. Oh, 
Oh God, that oh, was fun, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They and you know what's what's great about and this this is an oil and gas deal, Phoenix Capital. It is a private placement for accredited investors only. This is not something for the faint of heart, even though they make claims that oh, it's wait. safe. The any of heart. They come claim on. that it's, it's safe because, on. well, these things are backed by substantial assets, which their asset is oil. Well, the land, maybe the land, the oil. Now, usually it's just mineral rights they buy. Uh, and uh, what people neglect to tell you, because it's a negative, you don't tell people negatives, is that most of these products with these high interest rates, are not really paying you high interest rates. Guess Your money back. You. Ah, they yeah, are return of principal familiar? investments, which is one of the reasons why they get some nice tax breaks. One, there are several others. Um, but these things are not safe. They do not last. Uh, if you're older, like we are, and you remember back to the <laughs> 80s, the 70s, oh, okay. and the, well, actually, the yeah. 80s, Oh, yeah. uh, there were a lot of these, like, uh, um, what was that one in, in Texas that was run by T. Boone Pickens? Mesa? Was it Mesa? Know, but and it was paying Mesa 8, was 9, one, 10, yes. 12, 14, 15, 16% at oh, times. Goodness. And eventually what happened? They ran out of oil. There's and no more income. They ran out of money. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. So there's two parts to this. There's the part of that we don't like this as an right. investment. I'm using air right. quotes as I say it. And part two, you can't really tell anything about these firms because they're not registered. So we don't really know. They don't have to Phoenix. tell you stuff. Right. There's nothing, there's no place to go find. I mean, you could type in reviews, I guess, online or something, but what is that going to tell you? Like, that's a big joke. So, um, I'm sorry. We just, we can't provide any additional information. This would not be a place that I would even use my speculative no. money. Um, it's just, it's way off the charts. Well, actually see for me, I don't believe there's any such thing as money that I've worked my tail off for that I can afford to take a flyer with. I'm not a gambler. So speculative money, I, 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 again, there's another word that I don't like speculative money. It's pure gambling. That's pure gambling. But we do have an investment in a small illiquid firm. Like any, like any business person does who has a business. Yeah, that's yeah, but it's not like we we had a choice. We had to do this. No, that is true. It wasn't like oh, you want to make it? No, we. It was part of our deal to be acquired. Yes, and by the way, we did it before on our own. Right, put our own capital. That's different. You see, that's building the business to make the money. True, and the same holds today. It is not business. So you're right. When you just give somebody money, hoping they're going to make you a lot of money with that money, that's no longer business. That's gambling, or that's it's investing true. or In gambling. Case, and then we have I to think define it is gambling. It. Yeah, I think that's sure. So, yep. Okay. All right, it's time it's to go. The last time. I'll okay, go ahead and tell the rest of the office they can now barge in. We're taking a break apparently so all right thank you all for being a part of our podcast we appreciate you so very much and we hope you'll tell your friends and acquaintances about the show because the more the merrier i'm don tom's over there and somehow coast to coast we manage just to hang out right here in these little rooms talking real money the opinions and views expressed in this podcast were current on the date recorded 
Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital, LLC, DBA Appella Wealth, is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. I think I need a nap.